Welcome to this week's episode of the Full Stack Leader Podcast. Again, we're here at South by Southwest 2023, and I'm talking today with Nor Price. He is the founder and CEO of, well, tell us the, the company name. So my silver, which means the pride of the lion. Pride of the lion. And tell us where, where you're from. I'm from Jordan. We've been doing mobile games for over the past 20 years. Amazing. And uh, thank you for hosting. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad to have you here. So you, know, you work on Unity platform, or you, what other uh, platforms have so, you been building games on? We've been doing games since 20 years, mobile games since 20 years. So we so started native, native. native, we started with Java, J2Me, then went through Qt, uh, and now we are working on a cross-platform like Unity. Okay. to build our own IPs and publish our own games on the app stores. That's amazing. You must be amazed by like the directions that gaming is going over the next little bit. It's crazy. It's crazy compared to the, you know, the, the years where we started gaming in the 80s up to what we are seeing today. It's, uh, it's amazing. I was wondering, I know, I know that the different platforms that gaming is happening on, they're changing, and we're going to talk a little bit about that. But does, does it also affect the actual game engines themselves and the mechanics of the games? Definitely. Today, today with, the, with the engines that we are working on, whether Unity or Unreal or whatever engine today is helping us to build our code base, we are more focused on the ideation and the creation of the game design, which in the past used to have a be little... Second, be secondary, Exactly. Right? And now, now this, this is the beauty of the gaming industry. Today you have more focus on giving a story, uh, more investment, the game design, more investment. And the challenge today is how to monetize the whole game set. And that's, that's the biggest challenge. Do you find that you're having to do a lot of third party integrations to be able to complete the full cycle of the games? Definitely. In the past, it was much harder to integrate third parties. Yeah. Today, it's uh, plug and play. And it is necessary to have this integration type of integration to monetize better, to acquire users, which is very challenging today. We live in a, in a world that's very competitive when it comes to games, hundreds of thousands every day. And without this integration with third parties, it's a nightmare. Yeah, I, I can imagine. Are you focused on acquiring users mostly in Jordan and the Middle East, or are you looking worldwide? I, I think worldwide uh, acquisition is, uh, you know, we, we know tier one countries are the, the countries that makes the most of your income. U.S. is on the top always, and open tier one country, because countries like Asia is tough to acquire users and, and, and to monetize. But there are some emerging markets these days, like the MENA region, where I come from, where we have the largest growth that is happening in the world in the mobile gaming. It's amazing. And a huge investment that's coming from the region towards mobile gamers because we are mobile first as region. And I think this is where we started to acquire more and more users and retain them, which is the biggest challenge also to keep them within your gameplay. Do you think it's a specific category of game that's doing really well, like casual gaming or? Ca casual games are 70% of the market. And then and, and most of the investment that ourselves we are doing and a lot of gaming studios all across the world doing to basically to entertain and i think what happened in the and during covid in the two years we had we received yeah. new type of gamers right yeah and this is where the what is called the hyper casual game started to pop up and today we have the hybrid hyper casual and where you have you know uh, an age group where we as as mobile game game developer we did not see which is 60 plus 65 we started after COVID yeah. to see those gamers playing and, and not only playing and, and retaining themselves within the gameplay, within the, the games itself. So now 
the bigger challenge is, 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 is that great? Is that great? Doing a lot of in-game currency conversion. Exactly. That's, exactly. that's interesting. Exactly. Because I, I think of that more as a, a teenager. Of course. The teenagers are the yeah. ad-oriented ad in terms. They will see rewarded videos right. inside your game. They yeah. will tap on a, you know, an ad, but they will not purchase. But the more we go into 35 plus, 60 plus, they are purchasing actually enough purchases to, to maintain their stability inside your game. That's amazing. Okay. So let me ask you this then. If you think about where the gaming industry is headed over the next like 10 years, we're looking a lot at 2030 and like what's, what's going to happen seven, eight years from now. What do you think are going to be some of the big technological changes? I, I think we will be more immersed inside the games. Uh, I, I believe, you know, we, we are now witnessing the beginning of the metaverse, which includes blockchains, NFTs, VR, AR. And I think we will be living more inside the games. We will have... I always uh, joke about it when we, we test you. You will be running in a, in, a, in a field and smelling the flowers around you or, or diving in a sea and feeling that you are inside the water. It will be more immersed. And uh, as we saw it in the cinema 4D, we'll have more 4D aspects in the games, I think. Um, and the ownership. There will be more ownership in the user-generated content. The, the user is fed today by telling him what to do inside your game. Now they want to create their own avatars, they want to create their own content and be part of your success. And this is what we'll be seeing in the upcoming 10 years. Do you, do you think in those changes that you as a game developer, game creator, especially with a worldwide audience, are going to have a lot of responsibility in the way that people digest them as they become more immersive? I think we should basically take this responsibility because otherwise we'll be, you know, the enemy of our own technology, of our own innovation. And I think we need to basically cater for different age groups. The technology today is accessed, accessed by several age groups. With no control, that means we are harming the community. As, as a game developer today, um, we work with community. We, we help build capacity of young Jordanians in Jordan in terms of gaming. We teach them of this ethics inside the cycle of game development because it's a must. It's a must. Yeah, it's a must. It's, have, have you thought about how the hardware is going to adjust over the next little bit to support this? Uh, I, I think we, we, we are seeing more and more, especially on the mobile side, we, we see how more powerful the devices are becoming and how the OEMs, the manufacturers are focusing more and giving more uh, computer power to their devices that helps. Yeah. And the world is turning into, uh, you know, uh, eSport these days and eSport is yeah, more, right. more, yeah, more powerful. More yeah, so we see there is a, you know, we used to be fragmented in the past. We used to developers work alone, OEMs, they have own plans, uh, you know, hardware, they have their own also plans. Today, everyone is working together and which is very important for the success of the industry. Going back to the metaverse question or the metaverse topic, do you think there's a tipping point in which the devices become ubiquitous like mobile devices did? And people will be going into the metaverse. Do you think that's coming soon? I think it is coming soon. It is because otherwise uh, this will be uh, a dangerous entrance to the metaverse because people are expecting this in their hand. They're expecting to experience this uh, inclusion in the technology with their life. And I think we are seeing more and more technology adaptation, whether from leaders uh, like Facebook or doing more Apple. We have rumors that Apple is entering also through the augmented reality and we will see something soon. Yeah, I think, yeah, that's, that will be very, very, very soon. Do you think that these, uh, do you, do you think that these 
new options, new games, new devices are becoming more accessible for people around the world. I know living in the U.S., like we, we obviously have pretty early access to things, but do you think it's becoming more and more accessible? Uh, I think we, um, uh, the beauty of, we, we go outside of the gaming industry. We, we see in Africa, for example, mobile payment has been adapted before anyone, yeah, anyone else. Absolutely. absolutely. So, so I, I think yeah. the beauty of the mobility, the mobile, is accessible for a lot of people. And we see the devices, the pricing is becoming more affordable, especially when it comes to Android devices. You see it more available in developing countries. And I think for the success of the technology, it has to be in the hand of everyone. It has to be accessible for everyone. You know, we will have countries like the US and develop, developed countries to do the R&D and the consumer market where you want them to be part of the content creation. Because without their content, the technology has, you know, no selling point within the, the culture. Because whatever strategy we, we will put, the, the culture will eat our strategy on breakfast. Yeah. So that's why we have to, you know, be uh, involved on a mass market, not only, you know, developed countries. So la- last question I have for you. It's less to do with the technology side, but more to do with the storytelling side. So do you think that the, there's more of a globalization in the way that stories are being told in the types of games that are being played? And we're going to have an infusion of more variety. I'm a believer of localization. I mean, uh, things should go globally, but you always have to adapt to the local local taste. And we saw it with the McDonald's all across, you know, going globally and, and localizing their sandwiches within their markets, gaming in, in the same manner. And I think, you know, we, we are witnessing this more and more. And uh, storytelling, you know, I come from a region where storytelling is is part of our culture. We had Romans, we had Nabataeans in Petra, we have, you know, the history is there. And big history is converted, you know, uh, Disney were the first to adapt our history into their movies, and now we are doing it into gaming. And I think to be successful, we have to take it globally. But when we take it globally, we have to act to the local market, whether U.S., Asia, or the MENA region, the Middle East. So storytelling is core in the success of your games, and you have to take it globally but you have to act locally to be successful. Well, thank you. This was an incredibly enlightening conversation. Thank I love you. talking about the future of, of games and game development and where it's going. Uh, it's been a pleasure to have you here. Thank, thank you, you for hosting yeah. me. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Right. Thank you. Thank Cheers. You.